0: Well, good morning. Abundant life. We're doing things a little bit differently here uh, this morning. I have, uh, I'm have i actually in my uh, in-law's house right now filming. My father-in-law Derek uh, is filming us uh, at his place, so it's going to be a little bit different. I normally prefer speaking in front of an audience, uh, which I guess I still am, but you're in your houses. I like to see the faces, but that's all right. We'll make do, so let's see how this goes. But first off, a few things before I start my message. There are a few announcements. We at Abundant Life uh, understand the importance for prayer, especially during these, uh, what I like to call, strange times. So if you need prayer, please do not hesitate uh, to contact our church office at 204-345-2934 or email us at alcmb at mymts.net. You can also reach us on any of our social media platforms such as Facebook or Instagram at Abundant Life underscore Chapel. And youth, contact us at, uh, as well at refuge.you.th if, uh, if you need to contact us, talk to us, if you need prayer. Please use these social media platforms uh, if you need anything. Uh, tithing, uh, because we're, we can't actually go uh, into our church building to tithe and to give. Online, you can download an app, Tithe.ly. I believe it's spelled uh, T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y in the Apple Store. Or you can do e-transfer at Gives online at gmail.com uh, if you wish uh, to tithe. And also our Good Friday communion service. Next week, April 10th at 10 a.m. Same place, catch us on YouTube. Just search Abundant Life Chapel and subscribe if you want to catch that. Which reminds me, uh, today is Palm Sunday. And uh, that's the time just a week before uh, uh, Jesus' crucifixion. uh, When he was riding on that donkey and people were praising him and singing Hosanna. So that's today. So this morning, we are going to keep it simple. And we're going to start, uh, we're gonna, just going to have a few verses. And to start it off, we're going to do a very simple verse. Uh, and as a pastor, I know all the verses by heart. So don't be intimidated that I don't even to look at my Bible. It's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The Bible says that... The wages of sin is death. For our own wrong and sin, we have to pay a price. Unless there can be one amongst us who is fully man, and believe it or not, fully perfect. Fully God and without sin to take our sin and your sin and mine. And this morning, there are many people watching online who celebrate that fact, that there is someone who is like that. We actually believe that we are all broken and we all have challenges and difficulties in life. But Jesus came, lived the perfect life that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish. And this is what most Christ followers would call the good news. One of the biggest highlights in this scripture of John 3.16 is whosoever. It doesn't matter who you are, where you have been before, what you have done. Jesus paid that price so you could be free of what is holding you back. You don't need to earn it, and it may feel like you don't deserve it. And you don't need to understand it at all. And it simply means you just need to receive Jesus, and your life gets rescued out of whatever valley that you are in. What I just explained is the essence of what I believe, and what I feel the church believes as well. I think it's important to really understand that especially during these what I call strange times, because that scripture allows me to view life differently. It's changed how I do things. It's changed how I am as a husband. It's changed how I am as a person and as a friend. We're going to talk about another 316 uh, later on in the message. But before we dive into that, I want to quickly pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for who you are and what you have done so that whosoever believes in you will not perish. God, I pray for protection over our families and communities during these times. I pray families go stronger by being together as we self-isolate. And God, I pray for respect amongst people as well also God I know football season is fast approaching and God I pray that we will not suspend that at all because I don't know how long I can just sit here and watch Netflix for in your name we pray amen not long ago I was at a grocery store and uh, I have more time on my hands and you know I I like just go grocery store shopping and and I'm more aware of people I you know I'm more aware of what they're doing, where they are, and, and distancing as things progress. And I try to give my distance. But, you know, every time, cough, every time somebody coughs or sneezes, it's, it's, it's kind of like you're a deer caught in headlights. You hear that I chew, and you're like this. You want to see who that was, where they are, and how do I get on the opposite side of that store or just leave. And, in fact, I had this situation happen to me in, in, in a safe way. I saw a guy in the store, and he sneezed. And of course, dear Con headlights, I looked. And I saw him and he sneezed. And as he sneezed, he went like, he went like this, wiped it and then put it on his shirt. Now in that moment, now actually, scrap that, Bef- before this whole COVID-19 thing was happening, snot grosses me out anyways. That's a challenge for me. I don't like it, I don't think anybody does. Worst of all, I don't like baby snot either. Right? And Pastor James, this is one of the reasons why I get distracted at church on a Sunday. Johnny and Chantel, they sit behind me. They got little baby Mara, and they have this thing called a snot sucker. And they'll literally start sucking the snot out of their baby during your sermon. So it has nothing to do with who's sitting next to me. It has everything to do with the snot sucker that Johnny and Chantel have with little baby Mara. It grosses me out. I cannot stand it. And then Johnny knows that, and he'll literally give that to Adina and run up to me and go, hey Adina, go up to Uncle Jesse and show him the snot sucker. It's gross, I do not like it. But anyways, because of COVID-19, I'm more aware of this. And as I'm witnessing this, this guy sneeze, the snot, the wiping, I'm out. I left, I couldn't do it. I was so grossed out, I just couldn't be there. On top of that, I go, okay, I'll go to Superstore. It's just down the street, I'll go to Superstore. <laughs> I go to Superstore and there's a line, those who follow me on Instagram, I posted it, my frustration, I couldn't believe it. That there was a line of about 50 people outside and I'm going, what is the world coming to? Why is this so challenging right now? All I wanna do is just buy a few things, walk in, walk out, see you later. So now I'm frustrated, I'm mad, I don't like this. I gotta do a snot first off and now I have to deal with lines and people. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Jesse, what is the point? That life has its challenges. That life has its challenges. Even if it's like that, and I get it, because there's no warning, right? There's no warning of that guy wiping his snot nose on his body, forcing me to leave, than me finding myself looking at lines like his Disney World, and I have to get frustrated and go, what in the heck is this world coming to? Because the world right now, as strange as it is, All I want is peace. And that's why I've entitled this message, I want peace. And I want to be able to buy my toilet paper when I need it. I wanna get my pasta, I wanna get my soup and not have to see the shelves emptied. Now obviously, some of you are going, Jesse, there's bigger problems out there. Oh, I know, okay? I, I, (laughs) I know that full well. There are a lot more problems out there. This is a first world problem that I'm complaining about. And it's very selfish. And I should be thankful of the fact, and I am thankful of the fact, that I even have the opportunity to go to a store. Uh, obviously, I am kind of kidding around, although my stories are true my frustrations are true. I have bigger challenges out there than Snot Nose McGee and lines like Disney World, okay? I have way bigger challenges and so do you. Now, what I just mentioned previously uh, is a first world problem. And there are countries who wish that they could uh, wait in line. They do not even have grocery stores to wait in line to. But that's not the point that I'm trying to make, because life does have bigger challenges. There are wars still being fought overseas and people who don't even have food. And here's us stockpiling like it's the apocalypse. There's a lot of pain in this world, politics and division amongst God's people. And it would seem that right now, it's hard to find peace. So I wanna ask a question, that during these unexpected challenges that come out of nowhere and out of your control, uh, a family member who passed away that was way too young to pass away that you had no idea that could even happen, these things that you wanna control but you can't control, I wanna ask the question, where are you going to find the confidence and the security in this life? Where are you going to find the confidence and the security in this life? I know for some people, their confidence and security is money. If I just had a little bit more, I'll never forget, it was an interview from years ago and somebody asked, this before he was president, is somebody asked Donald Trump, rich man, right? Somebody asked him, hey, Donald, how much more money do you need to be happy? And he goes, just a little bit more, right? It's always just a little bit more. And then we play that game with ourselves because there is thousands and thousands of years of historical proof, biblical, non-biblical, of money does not buy happiness and security and confidence, it just doesn't. There's proof of that, of destruction of what money can do, but then we like to play that game. We go, if I could be Bill Gates for one day, I would be the difference maker. We always say that, if I had that money, if I had that wealth, I would be the difference maker. That would be my security and confidence and I would share it to everybody. All my friends would have cars and college tuition's paid off. That's the game we try to play with ourselves, but that's a complicated game to play. So how are we going to make it through? Not only make it through, but have the joy and the process when these specific challenges arise. My fellow believers, there's something that during these times that I want us to do. I want us as Christians uh, to be like glow sticks, right? To stand out for the crowd. And I'm not talking about like evangelism, like uh, you're on the streets and you're evangelizing. Uh, It's kind of complicated now. You have to have that distance. But, you know, and then somebody hears you talking about Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. Just you as a Christian, as a believer, lighting up the world just by your respect and your knowledge and what you're doing for others, saying thank you, to the grocery store clerk, uh, picking up the phone, calling somebody, somebody going, why are you being so nice to that person when he was just being mean to you? Stuff like that, just little things where you can stand out because now more than ever can Christians really stand out because there's a lot of people freaking out right now during these times. And I really believe that if Christians would stand out like glow sticks, it can just make in a positive way it can make all the difference in our confidence and our security, and it can really help us to add that positivity to others and to believe in the whosoever. Because I don't think there's anybody out there looking for somebody who's not confident, right? There's no dating show where the girl is looking for Mr. Right and she's like, Um, yeah, I want a guy who is cowardly, cowards in a corner cries a lot in self-pity, right? Like when they're talking about well, what's, what's your Mr. Right, she's not saying those things. Pretty sure she's saying confidence and security. Uh, same thing with a guy for a woman. We're looking for confidence and security. Now, we want to be with secure and confident people, and I believe that security and confidence can be found in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, right off the bat, It says, for God, so loved the world, so loved the world. We start right there with this verse, so loved. I'll keep repeating it. You're not just loved by God. You're so loved by God. You're not just loved because you believe in Jesus. You're not loved because you love Jesus. You are so loved even when you walk away from Jesus. You are so loved. And honestly, that should give you the confidence right there to understand that you are so loved by God. God sent his son Jesus to die for you at the chance, just the chance that you would come to know him. Just the chance that you would follow him, that he sent his son for the whosoever. It's not picking a specific person. It says whosoever. That's everybody. That's anybody the whosoever. I was joking earlier about life having challenges and one of them was a guy sneezing and wiping his snot on his shirt. And I understand that there are real challenges. You're probably facing one right now outside of this COVID-19 and and it's all piling on and it's making things super complicated because you can't leave. I have a friend who's Uh, grandma's really old, he can't visit her, and she's sick, she's got sores, he, he can't go. What are you to do? That's complicated. There's complicated times like that, and it just makes it so complicated for us to deal with it, to have the confidence, to have the security, to believe. And it hurts. And now more than ever, us Christians need to have the confidence to be like glow sticks in a positive way, to stand out, to be respectful. Other Christians, you have the wisdom and the knowledge. You know how to help. A phone call or a text means everything right now to somebody. There's actually uh, there's another quick, quick verse that I kind of want to talk about. And if you were in Sunday school, Pastor James said this one a lot when he was asked, uh, memorize a verse. And it was, Jesus wept. I think that's John 11, verse 35 or 37, I think it's 37, but it's Jesus wept. Two words, one verse, Jesus wept. And I'm actually going to want to talk about that, because does anybody know why Jesus wept? And it's actually kind of important, because that story is about the death of Lazarus. And Jesus bringing him back to life. And in that moment, Jesus is also comforting uh, Lazarus' sisters, Martha and Mary. And if you want to look up these passages, they're found in John 11, verses 1 to 44. So Jesus was very moved emotionally by witnessing Mary and Martha's hurt. And in that moment, John 11, verse 35, there it is, John 11, verse 35, Jesus wept That's what it says, Jesus wept. Then he went to the tomb and and rose Lazarus from the dead. Now, why is it important that Jesus wept? Why, Why was it so important that he cried? Why is that even in there? And one thing that I want to point out, and hopefully you can understand it, is that just because Jesus knows your outcome, just because... Jesus, and he knows what he's going to do, just because Jesus knows your outcome and what he's going to do, doesn't lessen the pain in your life right now. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And Jesus feels that pain with you. Jesus will feel that pain with you. So just because Jesus knows your outcome and what he's going to do, doesn't necessarily lessen the pain in your life right now. And Jesus will feel that pain with you. Now let me explain that further. Jesus knew he could bring back Lazarus. Jesus had the confidence, the security to do things, to help people. He knows he can help, but he still weeps for you. He's going, I don't want you to hurt because if you hurt, then I hurt. And then he goes here, come with me. Believe that God so loved the world that he sent me, Jesus, to die for you so you can have confidence and security during times like these. You weep, I weep, but I got a plan for you during these challenging times. Lastly, I wanna share a different 316, and it's found in Colossians 316, and it says this. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through Psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Now, I don't want to get into the complete backstory of Colossians, but this verse was written in a time by Paul the Apostle where there was a city called Colossia. I might be pronouncing that completely wrong, but it's something like that. And it's a time where they're told that John 3.16 did not happen. There's things going around in, in, in this city. People are saying John 3.16 did not happen, that Jesus was not sent to be the Son of God, and whosoever believes in him won't, won't have eternal life because Jesus was a nobody, and that's completely false. And that's what's going around uh, in, in, in this city, and, and Paul writes uh, that letter to these people uh, in this city. And it's interesting to note something with this. Because even in those days, there are people going to people's homes thousands of years ago, trying to stop the message of Jesus Christ. Even thousands of years ago, it's been going on. It's not new. The reason why I bring this up is there are people, and I hear it and it kind of frustrates me, but the reason why I bring this up is just because you can't physically be in a building, in a church building, doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean that we're being stopped. And it doesn't mean that our confidence and our security has to be diminished. That's not what that means, right? People aren't trying to stop John 3.16 right now because of COVID, because there's multiple other ways people are trying to do that, okay? I'm not oblivious to that. I know that there are parts of the world where you can't even say Jesus' name. But in terms of what's going on right now, uh, we just need to be smart as Christians during these challenging times okay and and we need to be positive and confident but not arrogant because there's a huge difference and I don't want to name names but there's a pastor out in Florida that kept doing his Sunday services and he was warned and he wasn't allowed and he had hundreds hundreds of people in his church just last Sunday and in the Florida they had to come they had to arrest him and he said you're not going to stop me spreading the gospel and i'm sitting there like nobody's stopping you spreading the gospel and the police officer at the time was a christian man and uh he quotes scripture he says what about love thy neighbor and the reason why he said that was you're not respecting your neighbor in that church building because if somebody's sick and they spread that out of that church building now that spreads and you've hurt your neighbor and that's what the cop is trying to say. You can worship, right? You can do that. You can do all these things. And, and we're now realizing all the things that we can do uh, with, our, with our film crews, with the media, with the guys in the sound, like we're now realizing how important those people are. When in the backgrounds, we don't see it. We just see the pastor, and we think that's the most important guy up there. But there's a lot of things that go on, and right now we're finally witnessing that, and those people are finally getting the recognition. You can spread the gospel within a blink of an eye. So just because you can't enter a church building doesn't mean that the gospel stops because look how i'm connecting to you right now i'm preaching from winnipeg it's going to go up on youtube and you're going to view it there right in your home in your jammies nobody's slowing down the gospel that's just my little rant right there so as we stay isolated in our community and homes let it not be forgotten to have gratitude in your hearts to let the good news of Jesus Christ dwell in you richly to give you confidence and to be able to move on and sing hymns and songs from the spirit because not only is John 3:16 a pivotal verse so is Colossians 3:16 two different 3:16s that come together completely for God so loved the world that he gave his only son there's the story of Christ Colossians says, Let the message, let the story of Christ dwell among you richly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Let the story dwell in you and give you confidence. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all our churches around the world. Thank you for our communities. Uh, Thank you for the people filming outside of churches. Thank you for the people that are still going to the churches and filming the pastors and filming the worship team. Even though the people of that community can't go, God, I thank you for those workers and I thank you for who they are still spreading the gospel in these strange times. God, I pray that we as believers stay confident. I pray that we stay strong and I pray that we stay secure. God, I I just pray that Easter Sunday doesn't get that nothing crazy to happens that God that we stay the course we keep doing what we're doing God we stay respectful with it God Easter still happen we're still celebrating it we're just doing it a little bit differently but God for us to not be upset for us to not be scared but to be positive to have confidence that this will eventually change into a course of of revival in your name that god that we take these media platforms that were once talked down on that god we use that for your word because we can so god i just pray over your people during this time and i pray that nope and i pray that things just slow down and we get better in your name we pray amen all right well thank you so much uh Church members and, and people of Lactabani and whoever else is watching, uh, inviting me into your homes. Uh, I, I wish I could be uh, at the church building, preaching in front of you, but it's just not possible right now. But thank you that, that I'm still able to spend, uh, spread the message. And like I've said many, many times, you are the church. And that's one thing that Jesus told his disciples to go, to preach, to do. So if you are in self-isolation, if you are home, to pick up the phone to call somebody, to still be a light, to be that glow stick, to be respectful, and if you're hurting, to believe in that whosoever, to remember that God so loved you and sent his son so you could have eternal life and to live richly with that information in your heart and to be a glow stick to those around you.